Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I am your host, Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How in the world are you doing? Hope you're having a great day, morning, night, whenever this podcast podcast may find you. Oh, my goodness. Ah, you know, we have a, a sick infant right now, and so if, if, I'm found, if I'm sounding a little off, that is definitely why. Um, anyways, hold on. I'm just need a little drink here. I am drinking coffee. Um <laughs> I'm doing a little morning recording. Anyways, today's episode of the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast, we are talking to my buddy Jacob from Strange Brews. Now, him and his wife run Strange Brews, and it is a uh, their own little home brewery. Um, they enter a lot of competitions here in the DFW area. You can find them at almost any anything that is like we're handing out home brew. They're going to be there. Uh, and they so I'm so glad they do because they make some really good beers. Uh, I've had opportunity to try more than a few at some bottle shares, and that's actually how we met. So uh, I'm going to get to this episode in just a minute, but yeah, Jacob from Strange Brews, and um, I hope you enjoy. Please rate, subscribe uh, on whatever fine podcasting app, iTunes, whatever it may be that you listen to. We're on Spotify and uh, Google Play, although no one listens to us on Google Play. I mean, I, I I know this is a small podcast, but literally nobody, I don't even know if people use Google Play podcast. Um, and um, let's see what else. Oh, yeah, subscribe to me on the interwebs, at Al the Brewer on Instagram, Facebook, and all those other fun things. And uh, shoot me an email, Alan or... Alan, that is my name, but uh, at um, althebrewer at gmail.com. All right, time to get to the episode. Thank you so very much, everybody. Have a good rest of the day. Cheers. All right, Jacob, and we are up and recording. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing really good. Excited. Good, good, good. Thank you, man. I'm so glad that you decided to join yeah. uh, the podcast here. Um, I, I was really thrilled and excited to be able to 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 get you on because uh, this is kind of our our home brewing episode, and there's going to be several home brewing episodes. So I've got uh, you, whom uh, are generally I'm not going to say brand new, but you've been doing it uh, not not too many years, correct? No, one year. I, I we just I just hit my one year mark uh, like two months ago. I think November gotcha. of 2017 is no, doesn't. Yeah, yeah, 2017 is when I started. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so you're you're relatively new into craft beer, but I mean into mm -hmm. uh into homebrew, but you yeah. like jumped in. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a deep dive. Gotcha. Okay, um, so first off, uh, uh, a lot of the people that I've been interviewing, um, I've known through this way, that way, and we've known each other for a little while, but you and I, we've just met recently Yeah, at, we a, met, at a bottle share. Yeah, yeah, we met at the NTX and uh, Dallas Beer Squad bottle share at, I believe it was Fort Brewery in Fort Worth? Yeah, yeah, it was Fort Brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah Fort Brewery. Um, and we just started chatting, chatting a little bit, yeah. talking about beer, and then started talking about home brewing. And then that's when you kind of told me that you've been home brewing for a while. And um, you had mentioned that you have like an annual thing that goes down every year. I forgot what it was, but you you brew a, a special beer just for that annual event that you kind of have at your house. Yeah, and this year was the first year, I think in like seven years, I didn't. Ah. Um, because we had, yeah, man, I was trying to get that. Um, the beer that I have fermenting right now is the like la is like I had one weekend where I was like I can do it this weekend and that was mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, it's it's been a uh, normally I do it on Halloween uh, Halloween weekend so that it's ready to drink. It's a it's a, it's a chocolate oatmeal espresso uh, stout. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And I normally age I don't age but I um, take the the cocoa nibs. And I mm -hmm. uh, sanitize those using bourbon, and yep. then I just dump all of that into the to, to secondary. 
with the with the bourbon yeah yeah nice oh dude nice oh it's so good yeah. i love that beer last time i hit 9.6 percent and oh, uh i just opened up a bottle um it's been a year plus and uh it still tasted good and i was like i won i won this year <laughs> that's I won awesome. my whole brew year yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah i haven't gotten into any of the big beers yet um that's that's one of the goals for 2019 is start getting into the higher abv beers i think the highest i've hit is like seven percent hitting seven's pretty good um it was i i the first time i tried to hit that high uh, in ABV wise, uh, I think I made it 6.9, and so mm-hmm. I was I was way off. And then each year I learned a, I, I would I tweaked everything a little bit mm-hmm. until that year that I hit 9.6, 9.9.6 9. 9.8, and I was like, yes, I'm I'm feeling good about this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the big yeah. dogs. That's in the big yeah. dog territory right there. Everything yeah, I, it, everything I've had is just super light, super light, and it's very drinkable. But mm-hmm. I'm looking towards trying to get that those bigger ABVs. The bigger ABVs are are a lot of fun. I I will, I've never watched my mash ton more closely. I won't say that, but I've uh, when I've done loggers, I've I've had they they're picky in the in the mash ton. But yeah. when I've done my when I've done these, I was doing like 22 pounds of grain, Jeez. 22 or 24 pounds of grain. Yeah. In in my like 13 uh, gallon uh, mash ton. Yeah. And I'm just like looking at that, trying to move around the grain, hoping <laughs> trying to move around the hot spots. And it was yeah, like, um, yeah, well, it was also really cold. So I had to keep the burner up uh, the entire time. Uh, and so you got a 90 minute mash trying to keep it at 165. And je- oh, it was, it was insane. So yeah. I, I'm just happy that beer turned out well, let alone 9.6. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I don't I don't have an actual mash ton yet to where I can put on a burner. Mine's just the the beginners kind of um what is it called the cooler, just like the Home Depot mm-hmm. cooler. Um, and I've done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I've done those. I did a I did one where I had a um uh, for my my filter on the bottom. I took some CPVC and mm-hmm. I made my own little strainer. Right, yeah. hand slit with a little saw, little yeah. tiny. Um, slits in the CPVC. Yeah. So I had made like a figure eight out of the CPVC and yeah. that just took forever to do. And yeah. so when I got my second, my bought my new mash ton, um, it came with, uh, I bought off got Craigslist and he threw in a filter and I was like, done. Yeah, I'll take that's, that. That's awesome. Yeah. When I got mine, I got mine off of, um, I think it was uh, five miles app and it was a guy who was just leaving town and he was going to sell his stuff. And he yeah. gave me the mash tun, he gave me a keg, he gave me a fermenter, and then he gave me a couple other little hoses and stuff, and it was only like 60 bucks, which is awesome. It's oh, probably, you got a sweet deal. Yeah, you, and he had, Yeah, you you robbed him. Yeah, yeah, and he was trying to give me more stuff, and I'm like, no, dude, like, use that, and you can sell everything before you leave. Like, I don't need all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, he had, a, like, a braided, like, uh, hot water heater hose. I know that's kind of the yeah. old-school way to do it. That is a very old-school way. I've done it that way before, and it, it's so tough. Yeah, yeah, it was very, it was very, very tough actually trying to do anything with that. So I ended up buying a, um, I ended up buying a false bottom, and that mm-hmm. works really well. But, I mean, I've gotten stuck sparges here and there. And um, yeah. I actually just invested behind me. Um, hold on, let me grab it. This is only like 14 bucks on Amazon, and I kind of wish I would have bought it earlier because I don't need the false bottom, but I still have the false bottom. Mm-hmm. But it's like a it's like a grain bag, but it can oh. stand up on its own. It's not like one that falls down or anything. So it actually yeah. fits perfectly yeah. in my mash tun, yep. and, and it'll hold up to like 25 pounds of grain. Yeah, I've done I've done brew in a bag style stuff before. Yeah. I know that's for your mash tun. It's not exactly brew in a bag, but yeah, I've done yeah. things like that before. Yeah. 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 This is just well, it, it makes it more easy. I don't have to I don't have to Vorloff. I don't have to uh, recirculate or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just I do a small one and then I just mm-hmm. let it go from there and I can drain it fast. There's no more stuck sparges, which is awesome. That's really nice. Yeah. Um. So how did you two now? I'm going to say you two because you and your wife are a home brewing pair. Yeah. Um. How did you two get into home brewing? Um. So. I've always had a really just big interest in science, and I've always mm-hmm. liked beer. And me and my brother were actually talking about. He kept saying, "Hey, we got to learn how to make beer. We should learn how to make beer, or you should learn how to make beer, and you should do like a cross between these beers." And I'm just like, "I don't, I don't 
know how I would do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up buying me for my birthday in 2017. He ended up buying me yeah. buying me a um, homebrew kit from Northern Brewer. Oh, so yeah. Start, yeah, I started there with just that five-gallon kit, and I was just doing extract brews. And then uh, my wife started um, kind of helping me on brew days and getting into mm-hmm. it too. And so that's just kind of how we both started doing it. Gotcha. So super simple. It really was kind of yeah. my brother who kind of pushed me forward. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I, I just like I said, I have a really big knack for science, and I like learning things. And whenever I get obsessed with something, I'm just like, I got to dive deeper. I got to go deeper, 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 deeper. Yeah, just full in and upgraded yeah. all my equipment. I really don't have anything from my original the original set except for I think my bottling bucket. That's the only thing I have. Yeah, yeah, I've I've upgraded my set more than a few times, and it's more been a oh I get to replace this, I get to buy this, get to yeah. now I can get rid of that, which has been yeah. nice because now my set I'm I'm so happy with it. Um, it's nice to just know what I have and not have to worry about that anything is like oh that leaks or this nope it all works it's all good yeah that's yeah and that's my issue i'm having right now with my mash done i'm having to re-tighten and redo a lot of things so mm. i'm definitely looking into um buying a new mash done and actually probably going stainless steel so i can put on a burner mm-hmm. and keep keep temps a lot better i'm always yep. worried about that that's the scariest thing for me it's just am i keeping that temp yeah yep Yep. So let me do let, – we'll do a quick little breakdown for anybody that doesn't know because we've been using a lot of fun little uh, homebrew <clears throat> vocabulary and uh, uh, things that if, if you are not familiar with homebrewing, there may be some things in your life, what – a mash what. So in <laughs> general, and I'm going to have you fill out some holes here. Sure. Um, the, the way that you do homebrew is the way that most people, even the big giant breweries, make beer. You get – grain you steep that grain in hot water which is called liquor at that point in time mm-hmm. uh you make a grain tea and the vessel that you do that in is called the mash tun and the, what we've been talking about here is with the mash tun you have all this grain and then you have all this hot liquor the water and then you need to filter it out somehow to get into the kettle where you're going to end up boiling it so there's false bottoms which are like grated steel mesh things that uh, connect to the output of the uh, of the of the of the uh, mash tun. Uh, mash tun, or um, there's all sorts. Of, I mean, uh, talk to any home brewer; they do things their own way. Um, uh, there's uh, a braided coil that I've used before. You can make them yourself. There's all sorts of ways. I mean, just go on the internet how to make a mash tun. You get 50 million pages about it. Yeah. After that, it goes into that liquid, now called the wort, goes into a uh, kettle, which is now where you boil that in. And do you use electric? No, I use propane. Everything's, oh, use on, propane. A, everything's on a burner, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I've been using propane since, you know, I started. Um, <laughs> then you boil it. Once you get it to boil, that's when you decide if, you, if when, you're going to add your hops. Uh, mm-hmm. When you add your hops, how many hops you add depends on the bitterness. And then you take all that, you put it into your fermentation vessel. This is where the beer plus yeast is going to happen. That's where the magic happens. Yeah. Uh, yeast eat up all the sugars, create carbon dioxide and alcohol. Then you take that beer, put it in a keg, put it in a bottle. Boom, you're done. Mm-hmm. And then you get to and enjoy it. You do get to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it tastes so, good. <laughs> so uh, you're, were, you more, were you into craft beer before you got into home brewing? Oh yeah. Okay. I think, but honestly, I think I'm, I think I've, um, gone a lot deeper in craft beer since Mm -hmm. I started home brewing. I mean, I've met so many people, um, Mm -hmm. and just, man, the amount of beer that's out there in the styles is just unbelievable. It's crazy what what people are doing nowadays. I mean, when I was getting into craft beer, the only thing that was really available for me that was craft was like Shiner or Hogarden. So, yeah, so how long have you been in that craft beer? Um, I would probably say I started really drinking a lot of craft beer um, probably 2010, 2011. Okay. It could be a little bit earlier than that, but, I mean, I remember trying, like, Fat Tire. Um, Ho Garden was a big one. That's not really – I guess you wouldn't consider that craft. I mean, it is, but it's from uh, Belgium, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Fat Tire – Man, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff. I remember drinking and going to like Petty Colas 
back in like mm-hmm. 2011 drinking some of their stuff um yeah one of the big ones that i ever had that i was just like for a while kind of turned me off from craft beer was arrogant bastard now i love <laughs> it arrogant bastard is delicious it's yep. one of my favorite old school like craft beers that i that i mm-hmm. like to enjoy every now and then but mm-hmm. for the most part yeah maybe six seven years i've been into craft beer okay gotcha gotcha Gotcha. Yeah, I've been into craft beer a little longer than I've been into home brewing. Um, and I've definitely seen now two scenes kind of growing up, having come from California and now in Texas. Um, watching the California scene, I was there when it was in the upswing, started to get into it when it was in the upswing, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of fun. And now that I'm here in Texas, I caught it before the upswing. It was like, yeah. oh, when I when I moved here in 2014, it was like, oh, there are breweries opening up. Now there's like, oh, now there's a brewery that opened up two down the street from me. Oh, the one that opened up last year is still doing great down the street from me. Yeah. Oh, and there's another one opening up a little further away. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's blowing up. It's crazy. I mean, like yeah. I said, when I got into it, there was – oh, Deep Elm. Deep Elm was a big one too. Yeah. Um, that was a huge one. And then since 2014, everything is just – it's it's exploding. It's not as big as it pro- as, as like most states, but it's it's getting there. Like even um, going like further south and stuff like that. Austin is blowing up. San Antonio's got a really good craft beer scene now too. So mm. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You, you definitely caught it before the upswing. Yeah, it, it was definitely a because my my in laws, my mother in law lived out here, uh, lives out here, mm. and when we would go with my then girlfriend now wife to visit her at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, she lives in Allen, so we would go to Allen, and there was I, I went once to Franconia, and that was mm-hmm. the only brewery mm-hmm. out that way, and yeah. I was like, okay, this this is a little rough, okay, but, but yeah, I get okay, we're all uh, I can do this, I <laughs> yeah. can do this, yeah, it's a little rough, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can imagine that being rough coming from California and everything that's well, there coming to well, Franconia. <laughs> Franconia. Well, it wasn't that Franconia was bad, and that's yeah, yeah, bad. definitely. But it was, it was a that's the only thing that's available. And then when I would go to the the stores and look at the craft beer selection, I was like, okay, so there's this section, and I'm I'm like holding up my hands about a foot apart, going yeah. like, okay, this section. Um, so yes, no, the the craft beer scene here in in, in North Texas DFW, man, it has just exploded. It's been it's been mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I'm oh. really enjoying it. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to see all these beers or breweries open up and all these crazy beers that are coming out. I think uh, even the hat you're wearing, Tups, is doing some magnificent stuff. And uh, but I would have to give the gold medal right now to probably Turning Point. I think Turning Point's doing some good far, things. Yeah, as far as like the juicy stuff, they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're definitely putting us on the map. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're doing some good stuff. Um. So, how do you think home brewing has helped you appreciate craft beer? And it's helped me just because I think it's helped me actually appreciate the actual art of it because Mm -hmm. people try beers and then they don't see exactly or they they can't really exactly tell what they're tasting. They think every beer tastes the same, which granted, there are a lot of beers out there that do kind of taste the same. Um, But I can definitely pick up on now that I'm homebrewing, I can definitely pick on like, oh, wait, they used way more base malts it's a lot more sweeter than what i remember it being mm-hmm. and or this is a lot more bitter or this they've added a ton of hops on this whirlpool edition or i mean things like that so it's it's helped me to actually appreciate it a lot more especially um uh beers that people don't really like so gotcha was there any time that you had a beer that you were like hmm i i knew this beer before i started home brewing and now i know this beer after home brewing and your mind kind of Either you changed your mind about it or you're like gave you a different appreciation for it. Yes, actually. Um Deep Ellum's Dallas Blonde. When I mm. first tried that beer, I was like, This is mm-hmm. disgusting. This is the worst mm. thing ever. And then I had it about six months ago and I was like, This is really delicious, actually. It's very, <laughs> very good. <laughs> it's not the best beer I've ever had, but it made me appreciate that beer more, knowing what I know now and actually tasting it and and my palate's my palate's definitely changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's probably a big one that that's probably a, the first one that comes to mind. That one and probably like Sierra Nevada. They're their regular IPAs really good. So uh, Sierra Nevada is is if I could get it less than six months old here uh-huh. in Texas, I would drink it much more often. I love yeah. Sierra Nevada. 
Yeah. 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 Nevada, fresh, fresh beers are, are just. Oh, see, I love Anchor Steam. I love yeah. Anchor Steam. Um, yeah. They're like, uh, what is it called? They're. Their um, Brewers Edition beers are really yeah. good. Those IPAs are really good. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got those. some. They've got some fun things going on. They only started, I think, with like four in their portfolio. Mm-hmm. And now I think they're up to like twenty-seven or something like that. They've, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's, I mean, it's crazy seeing all these big breweries just starting to like up their portfolios. Fat yeah. Tire, uh, Dogfish Head has just always done crazy stuff. So they've got an well, endless and, amount. And, and they're. And their uh, their goal has never been to make a core four and then go from there. Granted, they do have their core beers, mm. but um, they're always looking to try something new, something different. I mean, I I like Dogfish Head plenty. Um, I'm for me for them for me it's a a roll of the dice whether I'm going to be like oh home run or eh, I'm glad I tried. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Well, okay, tell us one, huh? That's interesting. I think for me, I I found uh, it was actually for me one of my favorite beers, uh, Saison Dupont. Have you had Saison Dupont? It sounds very very familiar. I don't know if um, I actually had that one. Um, if you can find it, it's it's my favorite. It's my favorite Saison, uh, and one okay. of my I mean top five favorite beers in all the world. I I can drink that any time of the day, anywhere. It's you know I'll wake up if I had the option, I could wake up and have a pint of Saison. I would. DuPont, that would be fine. Um, it is a uh, the the yeast character is the yeast characteristics on it um, give just a mild funkiness to it, a mild mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, tart is the wrong word. It's less than tart, um, mm-hmm. but um, it the when you try it and you you maybe have not tasted what it's or smelt a a mash tun. Um, you mm. go, oh, that smells kind of like wheat. And then when you smell it, you're like, oh, I smell a mash ton out of here. I could smell those grains getting put together, the wheat and the uh. carapils and all of that going into that. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Every time I drink that beer, I just I just go, this brewer, whoever it is, you 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 are amazing. <laughs> Gold yeah. medal. Gold medal for oh, you, sir. Yeah. You can find it in Texas now. I think um, Total Wine carries them. But okay. uh, amazing beer. Yeah. Yeah, I have to try that one. I just pulled up a picture of it. I've never actually seen it. So, Saison oh. Dupont. Okay. Yeah, Saison Dupont. If you get a bottle of it, it's awesome. awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely pick up a bottle of this. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, are you involved with any of the homebrew community around you? Uh, uh, there's several different clubs. I mean, there's tons of resource, tons of things online. N- no, not really. Um. The- I don't know if no, not really. I wouldn't even really call it a community. I'm I'm involved with a couple other homebrewers that we kind of collaborate mm-hmm. on collaborate on stuff or just kind of talk shop. Um, I'm about to do a collaboration with uh, Kumba Kumba Smith. I don't know if you, you know him, uh, Smith Ox. He just released a short order porter that he won from the Red River Challenge uh, at a Martin I, House. I feel like I should know. I, I it's not coming to mind right now. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's a really good beer that he released, but we're um we're kind of just bumping, just kind of throwing ideas back on trying to do because he did a short order porter with cocoa, mm-hmm. um cinnamon. There was a couple of things, vanilla and coffee. It was a okay. porter, and it was it was really good and actually did really well. Um, good. Because they actually this is the first brewery that ever distributed that beer. From a homebrew, okay. uh, from a homebrew competition, so they actually distributed his beer, and you can probably still find it in stores if you uh, go looking around. But um, me and him are going to collab on a a tall order porter. A what porter? Tall order instead of short order. Explain. Uh, this is a new one to me, so I, I get to learn. <laughs> I, I mean, it's nothing like fancy. It's just the name, so it's just a tall okay. order porter instead of a short order porter. Um, the his short order porter is just it was very sweet and it's like it's like basically drinking uh, a beer, okay, a beer for beer for breakfast. Yeah, okay. so it's like basically it's like I think he bases on like something you can have with like a short stack of pancakes. Yeah, um, sure. So we're gonna do a tall order. My original original idea was to try to barrel age it if we could get a hand, get our hands on a barrel, um, but. It, I don't think there's any way for us to really do that. So um, we're just going to stick a 
stick a bunch of like rum soaked chips or bourbon soaked chips i think in it to kind of get that uh, bourbon style mm-hmm. flavor and as far as anything else that we're adding any adjuncts i'm not too sure yet but we're still kind of just gotcha. going back and forth on that um but yeah as far as being sorry i kind of got off topic but as far as being no no you are totally on topic please uh as, yeah. as far as being like uh with like a homebrew community not really no mm-hmm. i don't i don't go to like any events any meetups i don't i didn't even really know there was anything going around as far as in my area because i live in really the, nor- the north dallas area yeah so where do you live north dallas it's like right. richards richardson oh richardson okay yeah yeah, yeah. i was so, i was actually just there not too long ago yeah, I live just down the street from um, Homebrew Headquarters. Oh, yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I didn't know there's anything here. I know I know there's things online, but I didn't know there was, like, any meetups or anything like that. So I'll definitely have to look into that. Is there any that you think you would recommend? Um, I was about to say, have you heard of the, uh, Blue, uh, the, the Blue Bonnet Festival? Blue Bonnet Brew. Yeah. yeah, I was okay. thinking about actually doing that. Man, go to it. It just go. Um, it's I think it's at the Irvine, the Irving uh, Convention Center. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, think I, I, I think I read that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I the venue I think to me it's this brown metal. It looks like a transformer poop. That that <laughs> me. You like if you get to uh-huh. it, just just let you know it looks like a transformer poop. But <laughs> um, it is such a fun time. I've okay. loved when I've gone there. Um. The first night is I'm trying to think here. The first night is the uh, is when they do all the judging, uh-huh. and then the second night is the is the most fun because you it's got this little conven- you're at the convention center and they've got their little floor, and so you've got all these homebrew vendors and you know people you know like like any other convention, mm-hmm. um, and then the next day same thing, um, but there's this uh kind of middle time where you have people kind of getting ready for the night so you have all these homebrewers bringing in all their beers because you know you can't sell homebrew so all these homebrew clubs bring out their beers and you just have this whole large room of homebrewers pouring everything that they have and it's all the stuff that they've been either entering in the competition or Mm -hmm. that they've been can't wait to share for this Gotcha. And in the other room, you have the pro. So you have the pro situation, which is a bunch of breweries that come out, and then they uh-huh. bring a bunch of beer. So you uh-huh. go from the pro room to the amateur room. Yeah, okay. And it literally is a night full of uh, – it's an Uber night. That's what That's that, that sounds really cool. That sounds um, a little close to um, uh, Labor of Love. I don't know if you went this year to Labor of Love at uh, Deep Ellum. No, I haven't been able to make it out to Labor of Love. I've been wanting to. Yeah, it's just it's exactly what you explained, except there's no um, pro section. It's just all homebrew people. All homebrew, yeah. Yeah, but that yeah. sounds really cool. You you can get pretty drunk pretty fast at these. Oh home- no 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 no. Yeah no <laughs> uh, the no I remember the because I did the pro when I went that when I went that time I I walked through and I was still very new to all the beers at DFW so I was trying anything and everything going like yeah. okay I've heard of this brewery you know. Yeah. It's going all around. And then when I got to the amateur section, I think I got about four stands in. I was like, nope, I'm calling it. Yeah, I, I've it. got to. I, that's it. Nope. I, I, my wife still has to, because my wife was going to pick me up. And uh, I'm like, nope, I'm I'm glad she's picking me up because <laughs> I've, I've, I've reached it. That's oh, it. Yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the that's the fun part. Yeah. People. I don't know what it does. It cost anything to actually get into this like competition as far as is it open for the public, too? Oh yeah, it's open to the public. Um, check it out. Um, Blue Bonnet Festival, Blue Bonnet Brew Offer. I think um, I don't think it costs that much to get into. I think you may need to be a member of the homebrew, uh, some homebrew society, but it's worth it. If if yeah. you have the time, go. Yeah. Especially yeah. I think on Saturday night, like really hit it up. Gotcha. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I'm gonna prepare for that one actually to try to enter at least for the amateur side. I'm about to enter the Krausen Cup from Imperial Yeast. I saw that you. Uh, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I've already got a um, a logger that I've that I'm actually loggering right now and um, gonna probably enter that in. And then I've got that Kolsch that's fermenting currently. Um, probably gonna see if I can get that one in too because they allow you to do two brews, um, <clears throat> and then you have to actually send it off to Portland. But that's that's mm-hmm. 
that's that one that's coming up. And then I've also got um, the second round of the Texas Ale Project. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called White Rabbit Competition. Okay. So they're do- they're doing like five rounds. So the first round already happened. I-, I missed that one because we were doing Labor of Love and I was already kind of burnt out from brewing like six or eight <laughs> brews. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to sit this one out. Um, but they do uh, five rounds. If you win, I think two or three of those rounds, you get to actually brew on their big system. And I don't know if they actually distribute it. But if you win one round, they, they brew on their pilot system and they'll have it at the brewery. So that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. So that's, that's really doing. cool. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so you just said something that made me think, oh, we should probably explain that. That means lagering. So yeah. people may know that there, there are generally two types of beers. Mm-hmm. There's an ale and there's a lager, okay? Mm-hmm. And in gen- and I'm saying in general because there's always exceptions to the rules and also the stuff. In general, ales can be warmed at a, uh, can be fermented at a higher temperature. Lagers like a lower temperature. Mm-hmm. So when you say lagering, what are you doing? So lagering is actually, I think, I believe it's a German word for storing cold. So you're actually mm-hmm. going to store the beer cold to um, kind of, I believe it's brighten it up and get rid of a bunch of different, um, I don't want to say off flavors, but I know that like no, most, that's, most that's lagers and stuff kind of give doing, off, yeah. yeah, most lagers kind of give um, a lot of like uh, uh, sulfide, I believe is the correct mm-hmm. term. Um it's kind of a normal thing with lagers. Um, if nobody knows what sulfide is, it's basically like lighting a match, blowing it out, and that's the smell of sulfide. It's something yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, when you lager, you kind of just basically clean clean the beer up, store it cold, um, also let the yeast settle. And it sometimes, for the most part, it gives you a, a clearer beer, too. It'll kind of clean things up for you. So, yeah, lagering is just storing cold for four to six six weeks. You can go yeah, longer. Yeah, it depends on you can go longer. It depends on the yeast and what you're um, what you're doing. There's some uh, lagers that I've 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 known guys that have done lagering for two weeks, maybe three, and it's cleared out. They're like, all right, I'm cool, I'm good to go. Yeah. Uh, I know other guys that are like, no, this is gonna be a two month blah blah blah. And I'm like, you have fun with that. Um, I don't know how that patience. <laughs> I'm uh, to wait this for a beer. right now. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you depending again depending on the yeast, if you let it uh, if you don't let it lager long enough. Um, that in between is letting um, those off flavors dissipate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's letting those uh, those little odd, not so fun things that you pick up in a in a in a lager so easily. Um, this is why I can't stand making lagers. I've done done two, and I've swore them off because the first one I made didn't taste all that great, and then the mm-hmm. second one I made got infected, and I'm like, nope, that is not my oh. not my deal. The yeah. thing about loggers is that um, they pick up you. They're so they're supposed to be they're meant to be so crisp and clean that mm-hmm. if you've done anything wrong with them, you catch it right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that's again why I don't like making them. Yeah, I I don't. This is my first logger, and I didn't realize oh, that. I didn't realize that you – so here's the thing. Uh, home brewing is never black and white. It's never you have to do this or you, you have to do that. Um, so I read online because a lot of my information I find online, and then I've got the um, the Pop, Papazarian. I forgot how to say his name. The Papazan, yeah. Yeah, Papazan. I've got his book, and then I also go to howtobrew.com. That's where I find mm-hmm. a lot of my information too, and there's a book on there yeah. you can kind of go through. Um, but for the most part, people recommend lagering inside the fermenter before you actually bottle. So I didn't do that. I just went ahead. You, you also have the option of bottle conditioning and then lagering. So I went ahead and just did that. Um, I drank most of the beers already. I've only put three of them in the lagering chamber, um, to let those sit. And I'm going to enter that, that, uh, those, those, uh, three into competition. Well, two of those three, um, but the, it came out great. It it actually came out Good. really tasty. Everybody that I gave it to, they actually enjoyed it. So I was Good. I was pretty convinced. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to throw that in the competition. Let's see what see what happens. Gotcha. And you've already won or medaled in a couple of competitions, right? Just one. Yeah. So the labor of love, we um, me and my wife placed second in the pale wheat category for that one. Very we nice. Did a, yeah, we did a American wheat with pear, and it did came out I actually. Try- really- did I try one of those at the uh, the bottle share? Did you try? No, we had we had the Kolsch and then we had a um, uh, the New England IPA, the okay. 
Yeah, we had just a mango mango Kolsch and the New England IPA. So the one yeah, that I'm actually brewing I'm... now is the mango Kolsch, but I actually added pineapple this time. So okay, more fruity gotcha. flavors. Okay, very nice, very nice. Gotcha. What's been the thing that you have enjoyed the most about home brewing? I mean, there is the drinking of the beer, um, <laughs> yeah. which is which is which is probably what everybody loves. You know, that is the end goal. But is there oh, yeah. anything that you're like? Here's why I love about home brewing. Oh man, learning learning just learning new stuff again like i said i'm i've always had just this passion for science and i've always liked science even in like high school and stuff i've just always dug science i hated every other class but math and science were like my go-to so just just learning stuff every day like actually getting that knowledge and then i actually talked to i got a buddy who works for um texas ale project he's the seller man there so he does all gotcha. the brewing and stuff like that and i've done a couple collabs with him um and he's always teaching me stuff too, and just like coming home and and finding that knowledge and just like having that 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 just realization, like oh that's what happened, or oh that's what I need to do, or oh this is gonna be what I'm gonna try next instead of doing this. That that's been the most enjoyable part for me, it's just learning everything gotcha. and then actually seeing it all come together and then you actually try it and it's delicious. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. It uh, I love home brewing because it is. Uh, it's it's this ever you can make the same brew 20 times and you can mm-hmm. still go I'm learning something from that yes um and it's a it's an experiential learning it's not mm-hmm. just a um a a you you get to have this thing in your glass going like I made this I drink this and yes or no or oh here's what I did differently last time and I get to see it directly in this cup Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, making the little yeah. tweaks here and there in your brain. You're like, this is what I'm going to do different. I, I've i already got ideas for – I just brewed um, a smash beer that I just mm-hmm. uh, finished uh, bottle conditioning. And, man, I don't know if you've messed with any funky beers or any kind of uh, wild yeast, but those funky boys, they, they – they kill you in your bottle conditioning because I've had to degas a couple of my bottles because ah uh, yeah got, got gushers man diastaticus is not not a fun not a fun thing no. it's a, it's a unique thing and it's a cool thing um, but it's it's definitely not fun for bottles so so let me let me break down what you just kind of said there let let's go back a couple steps um you were saying about you did a smash beer. Mm-hmm. which is a, a single malt and single hop for anybody that doesn't know that. So that means you're only using one grain and mm-hmm. one hop through the entire process. And then you were talking about, uh, did you say bugs? Yeah, I, I said funky okay. boys or bugs. Funky boys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of grew up in homebrewing calling it bug, but funky boys, That's I like yeah. that very much as well. Um, <laughs> and in general, you use an ale yeast or a, lo- or a lager yeast when you're brewing. Mm-hmm. But um, there's... I like to explain it this way. If yeast are like dogs, you have some like uh, uh, Alaskan Huskies, you have your Chihuahuas, you have your Labs. I think of like California 001 is like a Lab. It's just a yeah. general all-purpose dog. You could throw it in a stout. You could throw it in this. It, 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 it'll, it'll do you all right. Yeah. Um, if there's other dogs that are you know, very particular and very – they only like this type of thing or if they get too hot, they don't like it um, – <clears throat> But in general, you know how a dog's going to act. Yeah. When you start getting into bugs, and when we talk about bugs, these are bacteria that are used in brewing as well. So I, I think of them more like foxes. Like you don't really know what a fox is going to do. You know what a fox is. You can study it, but it's very hard to control a fox. Yeah. I'll say. Um, so we're talking like lactobacillus. Uh, Brett and all those other fun ones. So which one were you using? Uh, Diastaticus. Diastaticus. That is a new one to me. Uh, um, oh, Saccharomyces diastaticus is, oh, is okay. the correct term. Diastaticus. Because you've got, I believe it's Saccharomyces survey. Yeah, that that's yeah. like that's just your your all typical normal brewer's yeast, and then you've got mm-hmm. actual diastaticus. You've got a different form of that, which is the funky boys, the bug. So wild, wild yeast are still a new thing to me. I didn't even realize that the yeast that I was using had diastaticus in it. And that's like gotcha. the one thing most brewers fear, or big breweries fear, 
yeah um, is getting a diastatic infection because it's it's very hard and if it gets in all your main lines and you're not using different lines it'll it'll ruin a whole batch of beer yeah and the, the thing about uh, this is and let me expand on what you're saying here the thing about these bugs is that once they're in something they're in something they don't yeah. they don't go away no so yeah, they, they tolerate use, temp like crazy yeah so if you're using a and when you're talking about hoses um, when breweries are, if you've been to a brewery and you have, you see those big giant tanks, so fermentation tanks, um, they will move beer from one tank to another tank, depending on where it's at in fermentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that hose is very important to keep clean that they use to go from one part to the other. So if you're using um, beer or a, a diastatolis or whatever, uh, a bug, if that bug li- gets into that hose, um, you could be transferring a what we call clean beer, a beer that does not was not meant for uh, bugs. Um, if it goes through that hose that had the bug in it, it can potentially change the outlook of that entire mm. beer. Yeah. Because those bugs are very hardy. Um, oh yeah. You will have uh, like places like Collective, where they have such. Um, if, I don't know. Have you been to Collective yet? I, I have not, but I know they do a lot of funky beers. So they do I, a lot of funky beers, yes. Um, and their brewery is very small, mm-hmm. but you can tell how well they keep things separated and cleaned up um, by the brew house. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Most, most brew houses, if they don't have – if they do, like, uh, have uh, certain beers, they're actually using uh, bugs – or fun, funky boys, as I like to call them, and me and Preston like to call them. Um, sometimes they'll just have a whole another system just just for that, or a whole another fermenter just just for yeah. those types of beers. Because yeah. diastaticus or any kind of bugs or anything like that, it's just it they're they're really tolerable to heat to cold. Um, they're really hard to kill. The only way you'd really kill yes. them is for at least for home brewers is bleach. So yeah. I've had to I. I even asked my my buddy like, what do you, do you recommend? I even reuse those bottles that I put this diastatic in. He's like, yeah, you can do that. You can boil it, or you can put it in a beach bleach solution. But he's like, if I were you, I would probably just save those bottles for bug beers. Yeah, for bug beers. Yeah, yeah. There, there. I've only done one sour brew, and it was a a saison I had made where I'd split the batch and I put an extra gallon off to the side, and then added some uh some uh what was it Brett? Um, I think it was Brett C. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was. Off the, I think it was Brett C. Um, and it turned out uh, not. Uh, I'm glad I tried it, but I don't think I'll be doing bug stuff anytime soon. <laughs> um, I let yeah. it sit in the bottle. I think I let it sit in the bottle too long. There was. Uh, I think I did. I let it sit in the bottle for about two years. Oh, um, snap. Yeah, just let it. I was like, I'm gonna let it be. Because I let it ferment for about, I think, uh, I, I think I let it ferment for about a year, mm. and then because um, I mean the, the bugs, you can let them sit for like, yeah. a very very long time. Yeah. And it was just an experiment, so I was just like, all right, let's see what happens. I give this a year, and there was this layer of Pediococcus on top of it. This oh, is nice. Layer of like of like it looked like a, it was like a um, uh, what do I describe it? It was like someone took um uh this white like um like if someone took a, a little bit of um chalk and white chalk and and water and yeah. just kind of mixed it up and let it sit and float on the top yeah made like um, bubble, bubbles with it it's basically just mold almost in, in a way yeah I pretty guess. much well that's what it is a layer yeah. of mold on top of the beer yeah. and um i think i should have just opened up a bottle a bit sooner because the one that i had was way too vegetal um uh. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, cool. It was an experiment. I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about it." Yeah, that, that's, that's how mine was. Um, so the, the actual yeast strain that I use is called Dry Hop, and it's by Imperial Yeast, and it's a, it's a mixture of two strains, and it didn't ferment downs. It was, it, I started at like 10:50, and then it went down to like 10:30 gravity, and I let it sit for almost an extra four or five days, and it just didn't move. So I was like, "Ah, I guess it's done. I'm gonna go ahead and bottle it," not realizing or not knowing how diastaticus works. And um, so I put it in bottles with more sugar and then I had a lot of gushers. And so 
most of the bottles that I had, I had to toss out. The ones that I did keep were my like grill style bottles that actually have the flip tops, and I would just just degas them. And I had to do that maybe like 30 or 40 times just to get it down to a good CO2 level. So I've got about three bottles left because what happens is once I put it in the bottle with the sugar, that diastatic just wakes up again. Yeast are on their own time. They do whatever they want. That diastatic just woke up and started fermenting again. Yep. And so that just chilling there and i've got way too much co2 but for the most part it tasted really good it, it's a smash good. beer it's got uh galaxy and just uh pale two row yeah um and it smells funky but it doesn't have a funky taste okay gotcha. so, for the most part it came out really good so really All excited right. about that I, I, was, I was so excited i went ahead and ordered the yeast again because i want to try it again okay so. gotcha. and it, is that just in like a little plastic pouch that they they do to seal off. I haven't used imperial yeast. I've I've always been White Mountain or um or uh, what's it called um White Labs. White Labs. Uh, what was the other one you said? Uh, not White Mountain. What is it? Why yeast? Why yeast? Thank you. Why yeast? Yeah. Mountain on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. W. It's like W yeast. Do what? Yeah. I think they call it Why yeast. I don't. I. I the, which yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Um. So what I like about imperial. Is I believe White Lab and Y Yeast use they've 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 graded each pouch of having a hundred billion cells, mm-hmm. and um, I could be incorrect on that. I know Y Yeast does. It's about a hundred billion cells. Um, Imperial, yeah, uh, uh, Imperial has two hundred billion, yeah. and they're only a couple bucks more expensive. And they they always recommend to pitch cold. I don't know how you usually pitch your yeast. I don't know if you do like a starter or anything like that, but they recommend pitch cold, just kind of get the slurry going. They don't do like an internal pouch on the inside like Yeast does, which I don't think White Labs does that either. No, White Labs uh, does uh, – they used to use um, plastic vials, and now they use a little plastic pouch. Yeah. A very small plastic pouch. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I, heard people actually cut that pouch because there's like two pouches. Like you can cut the outside, and there's an inner pouch that you can actually take out and cut that too. So I don't know I, if you do that. <laughs> No, because I've always used uh, – last time I used White Labs, they were still using the plastic um, the vials. plastic little vials. Yeah. And I love those. Those are great. And I've made a lot of starters, um, especially with the White Labs ones because they are they are only a, like, a, like 100 billion or – I think they were like a, a 100 billion cells or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't a lot. And so normally you would just make a starter up um, yeah. and get enough – volumes that you could pitch that into the beer uh or into yeah. the wort so you would have a, a very viable thing because i mean i would make a um sometimes a one liter starter mm-hmm. uh, and man that would that would go so quick i love that yeah that yes be- i've i haven't done starters yet um i haven't bought the equipment to actually do starters that's kind of next on my list but ever since i've been pitching imperial yeast mm-hmm. i haven't had to do it and their yeah. their customer service is just out of this world I message, I I messaged them just to have some, just had some questions about yeast, not even Mm -hmm. expecting anything else except for just answers. They ended up sending me another pouch of the same yeast so I could pitch that same pouch on my logger because it was just really delayed. Um, Uh And then they ended up sending me stickers, a shirt, like just. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and then they sent, they sent me like three or four other different strains to to try out. They're like, yeah, you just take all these two. That's, that's a one service to me. So I'm like. I'm like Imperial all the way. And it's 200 you're billion just, cells. Just, yeah. 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 I'm just, yeah. I'm not even going to buy because they don't sell it anywhere in this area. So that it, that's the only thing that sucks is I have to order it. I can't order from them because um, mm-hmm. they don't distribute to, to just home brewers. Um, they only go uh, commercial brewing. Um, yeah. So I'm forced to actually order it from Northern Brewer, gotcha. which is, which is okay. It is what it is. I mean, I like that company so much, so I'm, I'm down to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Northern Brewer has been around for a long time. They've been doing the free shipping after 50 bucks or something like that for yeah. forever. Yeah. 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 They're a great little company. I've, they used to do a Northern Brewer used to have a thing called uh brewing TV on YouTube. Yeah. And it was just like two of their guys that would just like, just have fun home brewing and talk about home brewing and talk about uh, all the different weird things they were trying to do. And, they were doing one where they were like home brewing in the snow, and I was like that. I would never want to do, but I appreciate how they're doing that. Exactly. Yeah. You only appreciate it until you're trying to chill the wart. Then it's appreciative. Then. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I, uh, I, 
I think I brewed one time. I think I saw something on your Instagram. You were brewing it was like on a really cold day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a couple of times we've I've been outside brewing and it's been been pretty dang chilly. So on those days I usually it, it's rough on the on the pot and the burner, but uh, mm-hmm. the only thing I don't really worry I don't really care about that too much. It's just my thing is the mash tun. So I always bring in the mash tun. I have to carry that thing in every yep. time it's cold. So, but it, it works. I uh, there was one year where I was doing my my big stout and I was living in an apartment. I don't know if you guys live in an apartment or not. No, we got um, a house. So okay, and I was brewing in like the little like quad area, like the, yeah. the little like where all the other uh, what's it called um, apartments look into. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I, I, I hear something. Oh, sorry, it's. No, 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 it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm just yeah. Give it a second. It's a toilet. It's fine. That's there it goes. This is what we can we can edit. That's that's the beauty of all this. Perfect. So I was I was brewing and I was in like kind of middle area of all these apartments and um, I think with the wind chill it was like 20s and uh-huh. I was just, oh man I was like I never want to do that ever again. Yeah. I just and I was brewing by myself and I don't know if you you brew by yourself or not but Brewing by yourself is fun to a degree. So you've got to move like seven gallons of hot boiling liquid by yourself. That's, that's, not, that's not fun at all. And, and I've, I've had to do that. I've had to pick up my actual um, kettle and I've, it's had 10 gallons in it. It's a good thing I'm a pretty stocky guy and I'm young still. But I think I need to invest into a, into a ball valve and a pump or something just to get that hot, hot tank because it's, it's hurting the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I've got a I've got a ball valve on my kettle, um, just for transferring to my heat exchange. Yeah, and I love that. But uh, yeah, I I've I've got to lift my beer once, and that's about it. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to do any more lifting after that. Yeah, no. yeah. I even no. thought about investing in one of those tiered systems to where it has like the three different levels. That you, oh, and, dude, the and power like, of power. Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. In the top level, they, and both two of the levels have actual burners, so that that would actually be a good investment. So I don't have to lift all that crap up there. But for the most part, I just try to make it work. I think getting a pump is going to be my next thing. Getting a really good pump. So. Gotcha, gotcha. I think that's one thing about home brewing is that, um, like so many other hobbies, there's the, oh, what's the next piece of equipment? I think, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of guys. Uh, I think that this, for one, this hobby is dominated by men, but there's also something kind of like car talk about it as well. Oh, oh what yeah. kind of pump you using? Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I have this kind. What kind of heat exchange you got? Yeah. Oh, yours is a 12 plate. Yeah, mine's a 30 plate. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know, there's there's so many little things that you can upgrade over time. Yeah, for sure. My pump definitely has a Hemi on it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's there's just so many like little. It's it's just funny how you say that because I mean I've talked to guys and they're like oh yeah my burner's got forty thousand BTUs on I'm like okay cool man yeah that, yeah that, I'm glad to hear that yeah, yes exactly <laughs> yeah 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 um so um I was trying to think here what's uh what's the last thing I was gonna ask you oh so I've got this fun little thing I kind of do at the end of a at the end of the interviews where I'm okay this is where we get to edit a little bit. Let's see, appreciate beer. Questions for Let's see here. Uh, where'd it go? I've got this set of questions that I've been asking people, and I forgot to add them to yours. Let's see here. Appreciate beer. No, hold on here. Give me one second. Yeah, you're fine. See your work. While you're going through that, do you have any um, beers that you're really liking right now that have just come out? Anything like that? I don't know if you stopped by any of the breweries in your area. Um, I love. I've been stopping by Turning Point a lot, mm-hmm. um, and for a couple reasons. One, they make really good beer. Mm-hmm. Um, two, um, they're the freshest beer around me. It's one of the things I'm kind of a stickler for, unless it's something that's going to age for that I can sit and let age for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just drinking. Um, uh, Brett Rose from uh, Firestone, Firestone. Walker. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm a huge Firestone fanboy. I love them. Um, <laughs> and so, like, this Brett Rose is a, uh, I believe it's 2017. Oh, wow. So that's been sitting. 
Well, I opened it in 2014, not too long ago either. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got I've some beers cellaring, huh? I do have I do have a, a very modest cellar. <laughs> um, right now, I think uh, I've got I think the oldest beer I may have in there uh, is the 2013 Black Tuesday. Mm. It's a 2013, yeah, 2013 Black Tuesday. I think that's the oldest one I have in there. I may have something a little older. Nice. Um, but um, and that's, I mean, that's only five years, six years now? Almost, yeah, almost six was, years. Yeah, that, yeah, six years, going on six years. Yeah, about to go on six years. Um, but uh, I'm now going through my cellar because, especially these little smaller sours, mm-hmm. um, about a year and a half, two years is where they kind of peak at. Gotcha. And that's what I'm loving. Yeah. Um, what, what about the, the Black Tuesday and stuff? When do you think that'll peak? Or do you think it's already uh, peaked and you're just kind of holding on to no, it? No, 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 no. I've had a five-year Black Tuesday before. And um, I would say you could do a, you could do about 10 years on that bad boy. Yeah. That's a long time to wait for a beer, Al. No, man. I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I've got I've – got, um, so I've got a, a two two and a half year old Charlotte, and I've got another uh, one on the way, Madison. Uh, she'll be here in oh, March. Congratulations! Thank you very much. Yeah. And um, I've got a Black Tuesday set aside for their twenty first. There you go. Oh, perfect. There you go. Yeah. I'll be here with that. Yeah. Oh. But, um, oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna like it. I'm like, well, if you don't like it, I'm gonna drink it. Yeah. Cause that, but yeah. I bought it. Um, that's my dad coming out of me there. I bought it. Yeah. Um, it's mine. But um, no, Black Tuesdays, when I try a Black Tuesday, I really think about Patrick and all those guys at the brewery trying to make this beer and the history behind it, um, but also the ingenuity that it takes to make a 19.99% beer, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeast don't like much more than 10, mm-hmm. let alone 12 to 13. Mm-hmm. So how they make this beer um, really perplexes me because yeah. it's it's huge and don't get me wrong it needs to be huge for them to do yeah. that um, but um, it is to to have such a big beer and for that beer to taste so good as yeah. well yeah um, I don't even yeah I don't even understand how that would even happen I'm the only thing I can think of I don't know is maybe pitching multiple yeasts just no. I mean, they you do think? multiple yeast pitches, but they yeah. also have several house blend yeast. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. I don't know if you know of a thing called turbo yeast. Mm-hmm. So turbo yeast, if you ever see it at a at a homebrew shop, it's a yeast that's made for high alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, but not for taste. Okay. So you can breed yeast to be more tolerant to alcohol. Alcohol, okay. Yeah. Uh, you can breed yeast to do just about anything you want. And there's home brewers that have full-on Petri dishes and frozen samples in their freezer uh, yeah. um, because they've, they've been working so much with this one strain. Oh, um, yeah. But turbo yeast is actually what they use for um, uh, distilling. Okay. So when you're, okay. you're going to make so – say you're going to make a, a, a vodka. Yeah. You know, you put your potatoes or grains or whatever. You add the yeah. turbo yeast, and it brings up a very high – abv beer you know pretty much beer that you then ferment out i mean distill out yeah so those turbo yeasts are used to like 10 to 12 percent abv Uh, not a big deal to them yeah yeah so i'm guessing they've got a strain of yeast that loves that is is very comfortable in a high alcohol alcohol. situation gotcha gotcha oh yeah that'd be interesting to know that i mean if, if that is what they actually do i mean yeah, nineteen percent. That's that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 big, and they're they're very tasty. Did you try? I think I brought a chocolate rain. Yeah, yeah. You actually did bring a chocolate rain, and then yeah. my wife um, mixed the chocolate rain with like a a raspberry blackberry sour that somebody oh, else had. That sounded fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was really good. Like we tried the chocolate rain, and the chocolate rain was delicious. But then you add mm-hmm. the raspberry. And it's just like eating just like a chocolate cake with with raspberries. It's so good. Do you know what? I need to get you a tart of darkness then. Okay, I, th- I think uh, I've heard that. Is, I don't think I've had it. It's there. It's the Black Tuesday, but it's been aged in a sour barrel. Oh. With uh, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Okay. Is, yeah, make, the the brewery's the brewery's great. 
Brewery's yeah. got amazing stuff. They've got some very fun things. I'm I'm a reserve member. I split it with a buddy of mine. So I every year I go I go to California about two or three times. Um, I work for a, a major airline. I'll say. Uh-huh. So I can fly to California fairly often because that's where my family lives. Yeah. But I do make several trips a year just for beer. Oh, okay. And just Excellent. to pick up my beer. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 If I was if, if I was a craft beer head and I definitely worked for an airliner, I was able to get cheap flights like that. I would probably do the exact same thing. Uh, let me tell you, if 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 um I had gotten this job when I was single, um my <laughs> passport and my seller would be much more full yeah yeah you'd have a you'd have a couple sellers uh yeah i might have a couple sellers um having child with child on the way um isn't something that helps you grow your seller we'll say Uh, no 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 sellers pretty much taking a back seat at this point yeah yeah pretty much pretty (laughs) much which is all good i'm that's not a complaint because i'm loving my life where it's at i love uh being daddy that's so much fun yeah. But um, when it comes to like, I look at like these big calendars of releases and all these other fun things, I go, yeah, that's cool. I'll get to something sometime soon. Like yeah. 10 years. Yeah. 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 I, I, I order from a, um, um, a craft beer app called Tabor, and mm-hmm. they've got a lot of good stuff on there. They had a couple Black Tuesdays on there, but they're really expensive. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to spend that uh, right now. But for the most part, when I was actually doing it, it was, it was definitely taking a good chunk of my check, and then I had to kind of just settle for, settle down a little bit because settle down a little bit. Yeah, things were things were getting a little out of hand, and now I'm just like, ah, do I really want that? And for the most part, a lot of it's IPAs, and I, I mean, I love IPAs, but you've had one, you pretty much almost had them all, almost, <laughs> almost had them all. I'll just say that. You sure you want that on the internet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can toss it on the internet. Maybe somebody will send me some free beer or something, and be like, oh, you got to try this one if you've had them all. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I, if, if uh, honestly, if you ever want a Black Tuesday, let me know um, because I make my order in October and I can get up to twelve. So oh jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you ever want a Black Tuesday or if you're ever like, you know, uh, I've got blah blah blah. What would you like for a Black Tuesday? I almost always have a couple extra sitting around. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, just shoot me a text or an email or you can just mm-hmm. yeah whatever. And I'll, I'll I'll be down to grab some. Okay, cool, man. All right. Um, well, um, so here's how I kind of like to end these things. I'm going to do a little rapid fire, and I want oh, you to just nice. say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Oh, I'm, I'm terrible start at these. the sentence, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to change the last word. Okay. 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 All right. So just say what comes to your mind first thing. I'm kind of doing this with everybody, all right? Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> um, it seems like everyone is drinking. IPAs. It seems like everyone is making IPAs. Seems like everybody is wanting IPAs. Seems like everybody is hating IPAs. <laughs> seems like wow. everyone is loving stouts. Seems like everyone is missing out on barely stouts. Barely stouts. Okay. Cool, man. Cool. Nice. Well, I man. Think maybe, I think maybe instead of IPAs, I should have said New England IPAs. I, I think either one fits. <laughs> They both, they, they, it kind of fits for both, both of those, fit? but yeah, okay. yeah, that was that was hard and easy at the same time because I didn't want to seem like a chump. But uh, IPAs, man, I just, I just, I just want your honest opinion on that. I've been asking everybody pretty much the same exact questions. Yeah, um, I, I, and I feel like I, I honestly do think people are missing out on barrel aged stouts. Those, those are, those are some big boys, but they're so good. They're so good. Mm. Very, very good. Yeah, I, I do enjoy. I was actually thinking about getting um a. Um, I got a buddy of mine uh, who gave me a couple of the uh, Prairie Dogs bottles. Oh, um, nice. so I was gonna, I was like, oh, maybe I'll open up that. But I'm like, no, the Brett Rose. I kind of want to open up that one now. That one just needs to be opened right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, I, I do love Firestone. Oh gosh, and they're from California, okay. right? Yeah, they're they from. Make, uh, they make an IPA called 808 or 805. Uh, they make yeah, it's a it's a. It's not a IPA. It's a, I believe, a Blondale, um, and that beer it sells so well in California. Yeah, I think uh, that was one of the first ones I had by them, and it was it was actually really good. 
It's it's a really good beer, and I I think it gets a little flack out here because it's like oh it's so California whatever I'm like I don't you know it, exactly that's exactly what it is it's so California it's Firestone yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I really like that beer they Firestone hadn't had a beer like that and so when they put that out they were trying to make a beer that was easy peasy anybody could drink it everybody could appreciate it anybody could say if you don't really care for craft beer try this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it pretty much made them enough money that they opened up a second, smaller, much smaller, I think it's called um, Prioritary or something like that, mm-hmm. um, provisions out in Venice Beach. Oh, that nice. That year bought them a small brew pub and restaurant out in Venice Beach, pretty much. Wow. Just from that one beer? That one beer. That's yeah. awesome. That made, it made them a bit of money. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, man, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you reaching out. I'm, I like to do these things, so it's really cool. I, yeah. I always I always learn stuff, so I'm always down to do that. Cool, man. Um, next couple of minutes is yours. Is there anything you want to promote? Uh, I know you've got an Instagram. Is it you, yours or you're on your wife's Instagram? Uh, so my wife has her own separate Instagram. We both kind of do. Like, we're not really – I don't really promote uh, – because we got an actual um, homebrew name. We go by Strange Brew. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't really promote that or change any of that stuff yet just because I don't know if I want to keep the name Strange Brew. It's just okay. – and as of right now, it's nothing I'm doing that's <laughs> super serious. I'm just kind of having fun with it and just okay. enjoying uh, learning and enjoying the process of homebrewing. Um, but as far as anything that's coming up um, – if I win the White Rabbit competition this next round, then look out for a beer that'll be probably released by um, Texas Sale Project. Because I know if you do win one of the rounds, you do get a beer release. It's not a, oh, gotcha. a big distribution, but you'll at least get a beer release there. Um, I'm meeting with some people tomorrow. I don't know if it's actually going to go through, but just keep an eye out on my Instagram. Um, see um, any news or updates coming out from me, anything like that. But Done that. Um, relax. Don't worry. Have a homebrew. <laughs> You've been reading Pabson. Uh What's your Instagram <laughs> handle so that people can know if if you can want to share that? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I totally. It, it's it's a uh, it's public. Um, and it's a bunch of numbers. It's basically just my first name, Jacob, but just the number version. So J is ten. Uh, a is one. C I think is three. Just follow that. J A C O B, and then Vasquez is my last name. So it's just. The numbers underscored with with my last name. I don't have all the numbers off the top of my head, so sorry. Gotcha. I'll try to add those in the show notes a little later on. For sure. Um, just want to make sure that if you're okay with with sharing that out. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's no problem. You follow me on there. Um, posting all my homebrew stuff, anything that's up and coming, anything I'm doing. Um, as far as beer is concerned, most of it's pretty much homebrewing and beer that's on there, and then some cute pictures of my dogs and my wife. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, that's part of why, like, I was when I was looking at your feed, I'm like, I gotta get this guy on because every you're just going, going, going homebrew. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. definitely trying to get um all the all the processes I can on there and try to get people wanting the beer. So, I've got a couple yeah. people asking me. So, the cool thing is, I don't. I mean, the cool thing and not cool thing, but at least cool thing for other people's um, homebrewers, we're not allowed to sell unless we don't unless we have a license. So, if you guys know a homebrewer, you're definitely gonna get free beer. Free beer. Try, yeah. yeah. Try some stuff out. So that's pretty much. That's yeah. always a good thing. Yeah. 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 All right, man. All right, boss. Well, uh, thank you so very much, man. Uh, I really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Cool. Sounds good, brother. You have a good one. Okay, cool. Peace.